Hello all and welcome to another episode of Lana and Pure's Corner. I hope you guys have been enjoying so far the book. Um, I know it's been so crazy with COVID and life and family and I hope everybody's being safe. But I just wanted to wish you guys a happy, happy week and also um, for people who are family members who um, you know have breast cancer, dealing with issues, just know that you are in my thoughts and we will get through this. And we will find a cure that I can promise you. So I also wanted to mention, as I do every episode, uh, where you can find my podcast. It is on Spotify, Podcasts, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere basically where you can listen to a podcast under Lana and Pure, as well as it airs every Sunday at 6 p.m., 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. And like I always say, normally I don't like doing business on Sundays, but I feel like this is a good way um or a good time to start a week with listening to my podcast and as you guys know my book Tajiri T-A-J-I-R-I spaced is out on Amazon and Google Play so I figured I you know do an audiobook for those who like to you know listen while they do stuff I'm one of those people who like to move and I want to stay stationed so I figured you know what better way than to listen to my book than you know have it on audio and uh you know podcasts so we are on now chapter eight also just have to say full disclosure this book is not meant to you know disrespect anybody or make people feel uncomfortable it's just you know my version of the truth or what i feel is the truth things i talk about so not here to make anybody feel you know offended it's just my view on my experiences so we are on chapter eight uh, lack of knowledge, which is actually one of my favorite chapters. I know I say that with every chapter, but I do have a few, <laughs> you know, favorite chapters. So let's begin. Oh, and also you can find me on all social platforms at Lana and Pure, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that jazz, like the same name and the same picture, so you can't miss me. <laughs> but I do have some things in the works, some fun things happening. Don't want to give too many spoilers, but just stay tuned. <laughs> okay. So let us start chapter eight, the lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge is a universal saying, and it can be used in various different situations. Lack of knowledge in your profession, lack of knowledge in your home, lack of knowledge for not getting a degree. But let me just stop right there and just point out, college is not everything. This goes for you parents. Forcing your children to go to a school when they don't want to, have other aspirations, or school just isn't for them has got to stop, in my opinion. Now, I am not one of those people who believe that if you don't have a degree, you won't be successful in life. That is just not true. You can have all the degrees in the world and still, A, not land a job, or the dream job you want. You are still broke and unhappy, just working a nine-five job. Why do we do that? Why do we force college and school on our children if essentially they never wanted to be there in the first place? A lot of times we feel the need to force these traditions, so to speak, on our children on the value of you need to go to college to have a good life. While that is not totally true, college isn't for everyone. 
Sometimes we start out at a college and learn and grow and notice that maybe this isn't for me. Instead of accepting and understanding why the child does not want to go to college, adults, parents put all this pressure on their child and end up being disappointed when they don't follow suit. Same goes for the lack of knowledge that white people have when it comes to our culture, that culture being black people. It is our culture and the culture we are proud to be a part of, while all the while white people want to take and take and take. Why is our community, our culture, and our aesthetics so interesting to you? When, as I mentioned before, when it is reversed and we are doing it, we are looked at as stepping well out of our means. It doesn't make sense and hasn't for years. The lack of knowledge in our society has been deteriorating for years, and no matter how much school you attend, no matter how many degrees you have, you can still be as uneducated as the next. Because the type of excuse me, because the type of education that I am talking about, you need is not taught in books or not taught in college. It is in life. This degree can't be sent home by mail or handed to you across the stage. Life and being educated about where you came from and going is a key factor in life. Black culture is a curious thing. It can be a heart-wrenching, disappointing, sickening, and disturbing. White people need to realize that we are not your test lab rats you can do your experience on. Your, I understand black people, we can't. Because to understand us, you need to know our history and realize that we had to fight and fight. We had to fight to get our education. And we had to fight to read and learn. We had to fight to make white people understand. Do you understand black people? Well, one would have to ask. Do you understand black people? Well, one would have to read about us in the book. But the books that are available to us in schools, libraries, and colleges are normally just the same dusty history books. Now, it isn't to say that there are not profound books in African-American culture. There is, but why aren't those books a requirement? And let's say African-American courses. We have to read about the same books, the curriculum books. Why can't we learn more about James Baldwin or Aunt Jemima or maybe even Booker T. Washington? There are tons of more African-American scholars in our history that we probably even haven't heard of and probably won't hear or because why teach education on that. That isn't popular and that doesn't show the truth of whites or the Confederates winning and if that story isn't told then all hell breaks loose. The things that are going on in the world news today are no different than what we saw 20-50 years ago. Only difference is there is just a new president in office. We can debate more on race and acts that have been happening since Trump became president in 2016. But the truth of the matter is it was always here in this country, lurking and just waiting for the right time to come out. I have noticed more people coming out of their holes and being abrasive and how they really feel about other people. More so, they don't want to they don't want or seem to be worried about the consequences. It is it is incredibly true, incredibly how black men who are as young as the ages of fourteen or tried as adults were being sent to Rikers Island for crimes that just warrant warning. Case in point. The Central Park Five were kids from about ages of 15 to 17. They were sentenced and treated horribly for being in an area where this white woman was brutally attacked. It is disgusting that the criminal justice has failed Black African Americans horribly for so many years and so on. And now with Trump in office and all of the cases that have happened since the justice system has failed and is still failing miserably. Whereas a white person can hang, beat, kill, run over, rape, and shoot dead on a black person and get death duty. How and what sense does that make? Nine times out of ten, 
You get a judge who's old and that old that means stuck in doing things since the 1940s. You then have to find a jury who will listen to the case and have some balance to the situation, which never happens. You either get an all-white jury or one black juror. The, all, the only black person is pressured because if there's a case against black brutality, they will automatically say that they are guilty. If it is a different case, they have to agree that they are. The one black person on a juror is usually just to fit the status quo or a quota that needs to be filled, just as they add one or two black people to a school or a classroom to show they can be diverse, which is crazy because why are we just to fit into your quota? Why can't we just be wanting to get an education like everybody else? Why are we also the extra or the afterthought to your social systems and judicial systems? Why do we always have to justify ourselves for your shortcomings? Why do we feel like we are either in the boys and girls club or the affirmative action and like a puzzle that's that last missing boring bit piece that you have to jam in to fit into the perfect picture. Black and brown people usually you know, always looked at in K2 as we looked at as survivors and we can fend for ourselves and don't need any help. In most cases you are correct. But in this case, in this critical time in our history, we need help just as much as the next person because we can't fight this fight alone anymore. We have been fighting this fight for so long and we just don't have it in us to go any further. And usually goes. The spark dies down for about six months to a year or so. Then a new case breaks out or resurfaces and everyone gets all outraged again and wants answers. We then see a video or a post and wonder why does this keep happening to us always. We then want to do something about it only when we see this violence happening. We don't want to do anything when it isn't. The fight or the never-ending game of survival doesn't take a day off in this never-ending race that isn't won yet. It can't be won because we are still dying out on the streets and we are still crying and pleading for your help. But you aren't listening. You, white people, tend to listen when it is either right in your face or things. Instead of being burned, lovely homes, your suburbs, you normally pay attention then or when it has to do with you losing a profit in stock. The little things, like a small thing, respect, is usually all we are asking for or at least just want the basis of. And to ask for that seems a little bit too much. Knowledge or having some understanding of the things you are asking for shouldn't be too much to ask. And we need to not always have to tell you that. How many times do African Americans have to stand on a podium and cry and plead and demand action that needs to be done? How many times do black people have to riot and burn down your businesses before you understand we mean what we are saying? Trump has filled your head with lies and uneducated facts because he doesn't know any better. And he, the people in office and who circle him, are too dumb or weak to say or leave or do anything. The LGQBT community has been under scrutiny for years as well, and in recent events been beaten up and hunted down like animals. Why does being different scare you scare you so much? Why does being happy and comfortable, true to oneself and knowing their confidence and self-worth bother you? If they aren't harming you and others, then leave them alone. They are a peaceful community who nine times out of ten want to be left alone and just live their lives. How many cases, unheard or unsolved, are there that deal with that community? No one wants to discuss that because it makes them uncomfortable and makes them feel like they are sinning. People are people and people are going to love and flock to whom they want to. And killing them or scrutinizing them isn't just to make them just go away. They are people as well and deserve respect and happiness just like you do. The world isn't just for your pleasure, it is for all equality and the sooner you realize that, the happier you will be in your lives. 
The lack of knowledge that also lies in the black community is a huge problem as well, which no one seems to be dealing with. We are given second-hand, even third-hand school books. We are given the lowest on health care and medical, and we are left to fend ourselves to these poverty-stricken areas. For years, why is that? Black people have been kicked in the back, kicked in the neck, kicked in the throat, and decades and decades and nothing has changed. You want us to go back to Africa or to those shithole countries and leave your precious white area? Well, how can we if we don't have the tools? We are broke because there are no jobs out there for us to keep afloat and take care of our families because the job requirements now are insane. It is not so much that you have to have an associate's or bachelor's. You need a master's degree, a doctorate, a letter of recommendation, and most importantly, experience. And by the way, having an associate degree, there's nothing wrong with that. How are we as black people supposed to achieve and acquire all of this stuff that you ask us to do when we can't even get into the schools, the colleges to obtain these degrees, to get these jobs and to pay you our taxes? Because when we try to apply to these schools, we don't get in because the amount of money you charge for college is so stupid. You don't give everyone as you claim a chance to get in. Black people have dreams as well. Black people want to go to Harvard, Columbia, Princeton, Stanford. But unless you have a 1600 on your SATs, a wealthy family, a scholarship, not just for basketball, or you know someone, you aren't getting in. And they make it that way on purpose because they don't want you to get in to mess up or tarnish the image of whites who go to these schools. And if you add or accept a black person, it is not the American way. So we are forced to go to a community college. Nothing wrong with that because I went to one. We're forced to go to a two-year college and then transfer to a four-year. But we never make it past the second semester because we feel as if we are just settling for a school instead of going to our dream school that we originally wanted to go to. So we stop caring. We stop paying attention and we stop trying to want to learn because we feel as if, what is the point of it? I am not worthy or I am not important enough. And on top of that, I can't even afford the school. So we end up dropping out or failing because we'd rather not consume more debt and just find a good job instead. We say, I'll go back later. We never go back because statistically, it is 80% harder to go back after being off for some time. The energy and the willingness has fizzled out, and we are still financially in the same boat as before. So we find just a job to work at just to either A, pass the time, B, mom wants us out of the house because in a black home, you aren't just sitting around doing nothing. You're either in college or you're at work. So we are working at just any place, and we are saving a little bit we can acquire, but we still want more, and we still are dreaming. We get tired of doing the nine to five and a job that we feel is taking us nowhere and still not making enough money or not making it quick enough. So what ends up happening? I think you know that is right. You guessed it. We end up selling drugs to make faster money and more of a profit. We see how that lifestyle is and we fall in love with it because it is dangerous. The money is crazy and the more you sell, make the more money you get. You forget about the goal of saving $3,000 so I can go to a community college for at least a year and a year and a half. And we forget about the promise I made to mom about swearing that I would never do or sell drugs in her house. We forget about the promise I made to myself that I wouldn't fall into the category of being another statistic of another black man hooked on selling drugs and throwing his life away. 
we forget about all the promises and type dreams we had and try to keep ourselves and mamas because what is the point? My life isn't going to be any better than this. I can't make money on the streets if I am in class or I can't get that cash or car or pay this bill if I'm studying for this test. Forget school. Forget getting an education and bettering myself because I can't afford this. My mom can't afford it either. She has bills piled up to the ceiling and going to the school will just add more to her stress. And that is the last thing I want to do. So the black man is thinking all of this and going through all these emotions and he is usually about 16 or 17. He's still a baby. A lot of responsibility falls on him because he's usually the man of the house. And there's really just him and his mom or him and his brothers and sisters. No father because, well, we're all the fathers in the black in the black community. Are they not there? So where are they? A young 16-year-old black boy doesn't know any better because he doesn't have the right guidance to teach him what to do in these situations. A mother can only teach what she can to a son. We need that father or a father figure in their life to have that stability and teach the black boy right. Not having a different male figure every other day, but a steady one. So the young boy knows what A, love is, and being there feels like, and B, knowing that he is important. Being left and abandoned constantly doesn't help this young man in life succeed. The lack of knowledge. It's a funny thing. You can either go get the education at all the schools you want, or even at a community college. You can read as many books as you want and try to stay educated on the current events. But you are still screwed as a black individual. I say that because the facts and living over time has shown me and proven to me over and over again. A black person's life is not all peachy and full of roses and it doesn't end with parents flying to Paris or asking for spring break. It ends or their life goes through so much and the success rate for a black individual is extremely low. It is extremely sad because they are not given the tools they need to be successful or prosper in this life and next. A white child is given the world at the touch of their finger and not having or wanting for anything and never have to worry if the decision they make shapes or alters their future. Black people on a daily basis have to think about their future, their present, and most definitely their past, because the past is always being thrown in their face and brought back up. The past is what we seem to still be living in now, and the past never leaves your spirit. The souls of African Americans are scattered all through this country in high places and low places, and the aura and presence of our ancestors are with us as well. But yet we still seem to be and not understand what our purpose on this earth is. It can't just be to be your human pungent bags and excuse to take your anger out on. We are put on this planet and born to this earth more than just your failures. We are more than just another name in a book. We are more than just another statue, very few. You just look up at as you're passing a reading in the back of a history book. Our ancestors, my ancestors, didn't build, die, rebuild, die, and repeat just to be talked about in the family discussion or over tea. We are more than that, more than just slaves. So, ladies and gents, that concludes chapter eight, The Lack of Knowledge. I did hope you enjoyed it. It was a little bit more of a history lesson, a little bit more of an in-your-face kind of thing. Like I said before, a lot of the chapters that I discuss, some of them might go really deep into my emotions, how it's feeling, history lessons, and some of them are kind of a matter-of-fact thing. Like I said before, each chapter builds on each other, and each um, story that I'm trying to portray or my view on things, I try to get across in each chapter. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I really hope you guys are following, you know, me on Instagram and Snapchat, following my podcast. It's also on Spotify and SoundCloud. 
in case you don't have Apple Podcasts, it's free on SoundCloud to listen. Just look for Lana and Pure. The same logo is everywhere. <laughs> but I hope everybody's doing okay. I know this month and everything has been so crazy uh, with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Just know you guys are in my prayers, men and women, are in my thoughts. As well as the election is literally, what, nine days away? I hope everybody is going out to vote, either in person, at a ballot box, or in the mail. But please, please, please go out and vote. Um, I have, what, one more Sunday before the election, and I will be preaching about that for about 10 minutes, so just get ready. But nothing means more to you, the society, your your people, your community, everything, than going to go vote out now. Like I said, whether you do it in person, waiting in lines, staying six feet apart, doing it in the mail or dropping it off at the mailbox you have to go vote tell your friends family everybody has to vote because this election is just one in a lifetime you have to go vote you have to go vote like i always say in good time things will wait for it did i say that right i always get that confused you guys know what i mean (laughs) but i hope you guys have a blessed week hope you guys have a blessed sunday enjoy the rest of your evening again this podcast is available and each podcast is available every sunday at 6 p.m 6 30 eastern and i look forward to uh tuning in with you guys next week again you can find me on soundcloud apple music spotify uh breaker um, anywhere you can see a podcast as well as me and music and all that i do you know i'm a dj and music producer and a poet you can find me on instagram twitter snapchat all that facebook at lana and pure and stay tuned for my ep that is coming out soon as well as a special guest surprise collaboration album that i'm working on so stay tuned for that and be safe and be blessed and do something that you didn't do yesterday have a great night